Hi, my name is Michael Doeys, and welcome to episode three of IACast. Well, there was a lot going on today, and we had a holiday on Monday, so I did not want to record on Monday, just getting back into Austin and with a lot going on, especially with all the cool stuff that we just had come out with Apple today. Uh, I know there might be some noise in the background. It is raining and thundering and lightning here, which I love, and it's awesome outside, as long as I'm in here. Um, we have a lot to talk about today, so let's get to it. Uh, Apple had an announcement today, you know, their usual September uh, discussion that they, you know, just talk about a few things. Um, nothing, nothing major, uh, just, just a new iPhone, new Apple TV, new iPad. Uh, announced some things about the Mac and all kinds of new and awesome features that they came out with in iOS 9 and all of these new uh, devices. So we're going to talk about everything that came out and how it will affect you using accessibility products. If you haven't heard the keynote, then you can actually go to apple.com and the first thing that should show up on the page is a link to watch the actual keynote uh, on the Apple website. Um, there was two hours of content, so it is pretty packed. And they even have a performance by One Republic at the end. I did not listen to that performance because I was at work. Uh, and did not finish the entire keynote because, as usual, Apple had some streaming issues, which is unfortunate, but uh, it is still there for everybody to watch now. And uh, a lot of websites like iMore and different places covered the event really well. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about all of those things that they started, that they did. Um, I do want to uh, mention that uh, um, now that iOS 9 will be coming out, uh, several of the iAccessibility apps will be updated to support iOS 9. And uh, any apps built after next week that are compiled will run iOS 9 native apps by iAccessibility. One of the things that Apple announced is the arrival of a new Apple TV with a new operating system called TVOS, which just sounds neat, in my opinion. And so you can actually uh, learn about this at Apple.com, but also know that if you're looking to have an Apple TV app built for the Apple TV App Store, you can contact us at iAccessibility.net, and we will build your Apple TV app. So keep us in mind for that. Really, really cool stuff. And Siri will work with your apps, which that will be very intriguing to see how that works. So Apple TV, new iPhones, new iPads, and um, all kinds of cool stuff. And we will talk about that um, throughout this episode. So let's first talk about the first thing that they announced today, which was uh, Apple Watches. Uh, Apple Watch has only been out for a few months, and they're already doing watchOS 2.0. 
Now, I don't know of many blind people or low vision folks or anybody in general who has bought an Apple Watch, but Apple really has done an amazing job in making this device accessible. And they've even made this better in watchOS 2. With watchOS 2, Siri works better, voiceover works a bit faster, and connectivity with the phone is even more seamless. And now you'll be able to connect your watch to Wi-Fi networks while you're not uh, near your phone. So you'll still get your messages, you'll still get a lot of those things that uh, you would normally need your phone for if you have your watch. So I can, I can take my Apple Watch to Starbucks or some other place with a wireless network that's used and still get those things that I would normally need my phone for. Apple has also come out with new band, new cases, and new uh, bands for the watch to make it look even neater. They have even, it looked like a red band. I could be wrong on this, but uh, some several neat looking bands to go with each model of watch. So those will be showing up in the, in the Apple stores and online for people to purchase. Um, WatchOS will be out for all, uh, or WatchOS 2 will be out for all users in uh, uh, next week on, or no, not next week, it'll be out on the, no, that's correct, next week on the 16th for anybody to download. Um, the Apple Watch is really a cool device, and I, I'll, like I said last week, People don't need this thing, but they will sure want it. So let's talk about the next thing on the agenda at the uh, keynote today, and that was the iPad. Apple made an amazing breakthrough on the tablets today with the new iPad Pro. I was kind of hoping for macOS on the iPad Pro, but we still have iOS. Um, but they've done some really cool things with it. With iOS 9 on the new iPad, you have all the features they've talked about, like multitasking and um, uh, using uh, the different features they've come up with. The main one is multitasking, honestly. But... They've added a lot of new things on the hardware side as well. Obviously, they've made a new processor that'll do things so many times faster than the previous. That's kind of obvious. They do that every year, even if they don't change how the hardware looks. My favorite thing that I think a lot of the people that listen to the show will really like is they have added four speakers. That was a really big thing for me. I was very excited to hear about that. With those four speakers, it'll have better audio, and the nice thing is it will adapt, and it'll it'll adapt to the way you're holding your iPad. So if you go from portrait to landscape, upside down, and back again, it will change the way it plays audio to adjust for your viewing uh, needs. So it will move and change based on what you're using. 
They also are putting out a new keyboard case based on the new MacBook keyboard. I use this keyboard on my new MacBook and it is really awesome. I really enjoy it. They also have what's called, and I hate the name, the Apple Pencil. Not the Apple Pen, not the Apple Stylus, the Apple Pencil. I think they could have come up with a little bit better name. But they're going to go with whatever they want to go with, and it will catch on because it's Apple. Um, this will allow people to draw on the iPad, and I'm sure this will work with VoiceOver. And you will be able to even draw things in different pressures based on how hard you press. This kind of goes back to what we talked about with Force Touch. Um, Apple did not put Force Touch on any new devices this time, which figured they would, but maybe they'll do it next year. Um, the iPad has uh, now 32, 64, and 128 gig models. Uh, it's a bit steep this time because the screen size is 12.9 inches, which is might as well say 13. So it starts at $800, $799, and then goes up, depending on the space, 32, 64, 128 gig. The iPad will also have uh, new accessories, I'm sure, and will be out in November. One of the things that surprised me most today was one of the presenters at the Apple Keynote, and that was Microsoft. Yes, Microsoft was there to demonstrate Microsoft Office for iPad. Adobe was there as well. However, the appearance of Microsoft was very surprising to a lot of people. They were able to show off how to use Office on the iPad Pro with the new multitasking, copying and pasting, drag and drop. It was really pretty neat to see. I do not know how much of this will work with voiceover and accessibility, so it's something that we'll have to keep an eye on. So that is the basics of what happened at the uh, keynote for iPad. Next up, the biggest thing that was announced is the Apple TV. The Apple TV is totally new now with this new update. The TV will even run its own new operating system they're calling TVOS that I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. The Apple TV will have a Siri-enabled remote that will take gestures where you'll be able to talk to your TV. You can change the volume on the remote and do several other things with it as well. The new Apple TV will come in two models, 16... 4 gig and 32 gig. The 32 gig is going to be at $150 and the 64 gig will be at 200. The Apple TV will now have what's called the Apple TV App Store where you can download apps for the Apple TV. You will also now be able to ask Siri to play a certain episode of a show and search throughout all of the apps on your Apple TV. There will be new APIs to allow for apps to be able to do this. The Apple TV 
really has come a long way since its first model. It was a big white box, and now I haven't even seen how the new one looks. Um, I'm sure it's still small. They said it's going to be slightly larger than the previous model, which is understandable with what they're putting in it. And it's going to have Bluetooth to work with the new controller. It's not going to be infrared like the previous controllers have been. So it's going to work better with your device, with your Apple TV. It'll also support voiceover and accessibility shortcuts just as the previous model did. So all blind users will be able to use the Apple TV, which is a very nice thing that Apple keeps putting accessibility in the front on anything they do. Um, the next big thing that, that was talked about is the last thing, which is the iPhone. The iPhone this year is one of the S years, so we have the 6S and the 6S Plus. I personally will be getting the 6S Plus. I don't know that there's a big difference between the two anymore. They didn't speak of one. However, that doesn't mean that there is not one. I also forgot to point out that the iPad has an amazing retina display that is brand new and will also be able to edit 4K video as well. So you may want to keep those things in mind and that brings us back to the new iPhone. The new iPhone is very similar to the 6 and the 6 Plus in size, however, that's where they end. They have a new processor, more memory, as far as RAM. The sizes are still the same, 16, 64, and 128 gig. Um, you'll be able to order these models, but that's where everything changes. The new phone has a new processor, like I said. The same display, I believe, but the camera is vastly different. It has a 12 megapixel camera and has a new way of taking images so that those higher uh, pixel images don't uh, have what they call crosstalk between pixels. So it's going to look better and just be amazing looking pictures. The new camera and the new features on the phone have a new feature called live photos. I'm very excited about this because what's going to happen is when you take a picture it will take a small amount of video before and a small amount of video after the picture so that you can hold uh, a long hold, uh, a long press on the picture and it will show water moving or cars going down the street or something going through the sky. This is a very neat feature, and this also works with sound, so you can make a sound wall taking the picture to identify that picture if you can't see it. Yet another way, Apple is allowing us to have accessibility on our pictures. This brings us to another feature that's going to be on the iPhone, and that is that long, uh, those new gestures. And they are calling that 3D Touch. Now, 3D Touch is an amazing feature because it lets you uh, 
do different gestures and things will come out of the screen. Not literally. They, they actually just show up like they're coming out. And some of the things they call it like it's peeking. You're peeking into something without actually going into it. Things will pop out at you, and there's other menus and things that will be on the home screen. Sort of very similar to how widgets would work on Android. So these things will be in the new phone, and they're also adding Siri uh, functionalities where you can just say, Hey Siri, and Siri will come on. I apologize if I make anybody's iPhone come on at that use. Um, also, if you're just listening to this, I don't know how long they'll still be there. Siri has some neat uh, hints that they that she will tell you about today's event, even though it's already passed. They haven't taken them down. So at the end of the podcast, I will play a few of those, and I think they're pretty funny. And um, I posted a few at iaccessibility.net. So we'll play a few of those just as a sounding off, and uh, I think everybody will enjoy that. Um, the The new phone has I believe a new a few new things as well I believe a new speaker uh, new microphones I'm sure for the new features of Siri uh, faster touch ID has been added so the phone will react to your finger more um, it will record in 4k video this is amazing um, this will mean that it takes very high resolution video for your new iMovie app and iMovie for iPad Pro to edit. So keep those in mind, those things in mind, guys. I know a lot of folks that listen are blind. However, we can still use these things for our loved ones. Um, they're going to be adding integration with Facebook and Instagram for these new gestures, and a lot of other apps will be added. So those are all things you may want to be on the lookout for as all of these things start to come out. So what is the big deal about iOS 9? Well, there's not that big a deal. It is mainly a bug fix version, but there are a few new things like multitasking for iPad. There's going to be um, the uh, some new Siri functionality and comprehensive search where you could look for anything by typing in uh, search terms that you're familiar with using, such as how do I find uh, the nearest uh, or where can I find the nearest gas station? You can type that in or dictate or uh, you could just say gas station, however you wanted to do it, and Apple would know what you're trying to do. So that's all coming to the iPhone and iPad, all of the models. The iPhones will start at the iPhone 5 and go up to the 6S and the 6S Plus. The iPads will start at the iPad uh, Mini and the iPad Air and go up to the latest iPad Pro. So they finally phased out the iPad 2, which is about time. That device has been around for a while. It's sold. And also the iPhone 4S is no longer being sold and supported by Apple. So I doubt you'll see iOS 10 for the iPhone 4S. Apple really has put out a lot this year uh, as far as devices. Uh, you know, we have the new MacBook, we have the, the Apple Watch, we have the iPad Pro, the, the new Apple TV, the new iPhones, and even the new refreshes of the MacBook Air and the MacBook Pro. So I think that 
you know, we've seen a lot from Apple this year, and they keep making really neat stuff. So it'll be interesting to see what they come up with in the future with new devices and new tech. You know, there's talk of a car. There's talk of robotics, all kinds of stuff coming from them. So the big question about the iPhone is, when can I get my hands on it? Well, the answer is the 25th is when it will ship. It'll be in stores and people can buy them. Pre-orders actually start this weekend on the 12th at whenever they decide to flip the switch. Usually it's 2 a.m., so 12, p, uh, 12 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. Apple will allow for pre-orders. They're also starting a new program where you can upgrade a new to a new phone. You give them your old iPhone, and then you get a new phone, and you pay on it per month. The next year, the new phone comes out, and you just do the same thing. You give them a new phone, you keep paying. A lot of carriers are doing this, but I think it's really awesome that Apple has started doing this as well. So you can get your phone straight from Apple and not have to worry about the hassles of a carrier. This also will give you Apple Care Plus as well. So it's a great deal, great savings. Maybe not as cheap as a carrier. However, you're going to get more and you know it's from Apple. So I would, I would take advantage of that. So now I'd like to talk about some upcoming events that we have. Um, with the new devices coming out, I will be hopefully getting mine on the 25th. I plan on pre-ordering on the 12th, like everybody else. And if I do, I will be doing a review of the new phone on the IA Cast episode of that week on that Monday. So I will be having the phone, I'll be using voiceover and doing things like that. If you're in Austin, we will be having our next iAccessibility event uh, that we have held before called Photography Non-Visually, and it will be at the Radisson on the 26th, so hopefully the day after I get my new phone. So bring your iPhone, be ready to take pictures, and bring your walking shoes because it will be out in the... Um, uh, area of downtown, walking through some of the streets there and the trails down near the water. Really neat area to take pictures, especially if it's a cloudy day. Also, if you're at White Cane Day, we will be doing a little bit of training as well on photography and different things with the iPhone. And who knows where your photos may end up. If you would like them on Facebook, we'll post them there, on our page, on our website, anywhere. So, very good time to come and interact and network and just enjoy taking photos with your iPhone. I also want to talk about a group that I really enjoy working with. Um, I was at their meeting last Tuesday here in Austin, and that is the Capital Macintosh Users Group, or CapMac as we call ourselves. CapMac has been around since the 90s, and they are an official Apple uh, Macintosh Users Group. Um, I, they also talk about iPhone and different things. So if you're just an Apple person who really loves the products, come to our meetings and we even have, uh, uh, special interest groups or SIGs that you can also attend beginners, switchers groups and different things like that. So 
Our meet our actual meetings are the second Tuesday of each month at Sherlock's Baker Street Pub up on Burnet. I believe the address is 9012 Research. And you can go there, uh, have a good meal, talk to everybody before and after the meeting. It starts at 7 and goes through 9. And I just would like to always recognize them. Awesome organization. A lot of blind people actually come and just, uh, you know, come. We hope you join. Uh, the uh, folks would love to have any new guests, and we always have interesting topics to talk about. So, again, please come, enjoy it, and come to learn. Any information about the new devices that we've shared today, you can find at Apple's website, apple.com, which we'll link to in our notes on the episode. But another website that has a lot of great details is iMore, iMore.com. They're an amazing blog with folks that are dedicated to bringing you the newest and latest on Apple products. And they even have some stuff that pros will find interesting on learning. And it's very cool to read what they have. They even published a book in the iBookstore on everything you want to know about Apple Music. So I would check that out. I believe it's 5 or $6.00. So won't break the won't break the wallet. Um, so I would give that a read and uh, great folks. I believe it's a combination of all of their articles on Apple Music from a certain time. Um, I would check it out. I plan on getting the book myself. I haven't purchased it, but I know what kind of stories they write on the site. So um, I would encourage everybody to check it out if you're interested in Apple Music, at least. So we finally come to the end of the show, so let me talk about how you can find iAccessibility and me on uh, Facebook and Twitter and our website. So our website is iAccessibility.net, that is I, the letter I, A-C-C-E-S-S-I-B-I-L-I-T-Y dot net. Our Twitter is at sign, for, you know, the at, iAccessibility1. You can also search for us on Facebook, and you can find me on Twitter at, at Mike, M-I-K-E, Doe's, D-O-I-S-E. You can find me on Facebook at, uh, by looking for Michael Doe's, and you can contact me on there. Or you can send us an email at uh, the email address on iAccessibility.net's website, or use our comments and uh, other forms on that website to send us information. We encourage you all to leave comments on there. Um, join the discussion. You know, Don't let us just provide all the content. We want you to get out there and talk. And uh, We may have to approve the comments, but you know, we will get to those and approve them as we see them. Um, and maybe even some of that content will make it onto this podcast. Um, we will be also interviewing new folks that want to talk about their successes and failures with accessibility on devices. So stay tuned for that. And also some of the uh, customers that iAccessibility has helped will be on this show to talk about their apps and to pro promote different things. So really stay tuned for that. 
Uh, I think uh, you will find these apps very interesting because, well, we made them and our customers that we've built the apps for are amazing people and amazing companies. And we hope that they keep coming to iAccessibility for their app needs, especially now that there's a new operating system with watchOS and tvOS. So amazing, exciting stuff. So one of the things that I like to talk about in all of our podcasts is gaming because I'm a gamer. I love gaming. And I think there's some cool stuff to always talk about when it comes to gaming. You know, there's always accessible iOS games, and I'm sure we're going to have some accessible Apple TV games, which I'm very interested to see what people will come up with. So developers come up with cool stuff so that the low-vision blind community can play. On another note, uh, Destiny just released its update, update 2.0, in preparation for the Taken King. Um, That is really cool. And I cannot wait to play it. I haven't had time with all the Apple stuff and the Cap Mac user group meeting yesterday and everything else that's been amazing and going on in the past few weeks. So that just got updated. You know, they offer a lot of accessibility for low vision users. World of Warcraft is another one I've gotten back into. Can't believe it. Still surprises me. They do more highlighting and different things so low vision people can spot things that they're supposed to find really easily. And uh, that's really awesome and made things easier on the map. So kudos for companies trying to make games more and more accessible. I think they can do more, but I think we should take what we can get, guys. So one of the other things that I will applaud Apple on is... um, Early Access. Um, One of my favorite movies came out yesterday on iTunes Early Access, and that is Age of Ultron, which has iTunes movie extras. I'm not sure if it has descriptive. That would be really cool if it does, and somebody will have to let me know in the comments if there are audio descriptive tracks with this new movie. That would be amazing. It's a Disney movie, so it should have those things. Um, So that's where we are on the entertainment update for iAccessibility. And now, as promised, the Siri hints for the event that just passed. Keep in mind, guys, this is our first time trying this, so we're hoping that Siri comes out loud and clear. Give us a hint. That may be beyond my abilities at the moment. So that was one. Give us a hint. Sorry. I missed the super secret keynote meeting because I was busy telling three million people why the chicken crossed the road. Give us a hint. Sorry, I missed the super secret keynote meeting because I was... Give us a hint. I'll give you three. It has opposable thumbs, a highly developed sense of humor, and rhymes with syzygy. Oh wait, I'm thinking of something else. I think you'll find out tomorrow. Give us a hint. Okay, it's smaller than a Grafalian battle cruiser and bigger than a mode in a Zoltaxon's eye. Give us a hint. Sure thing. It's going to be, hey, wait, you're not disclosed. Sorry, you'll have to wait until tomorrow like everyone else. Give us a hint. Don't tell anyone I told you, but I have it on good authority that... Oops, Tim just gave me a look. 
That is my favorite and I think funniest hint uh, message that they have. And with that, we will go ahead and end the show for today. And I hope everybody enjoyed uh, today's show. And we'll start again back on our regular t- uh, day on Monday uh, where we don't have as much to talk about with all the Apple stuff. Well, I'm sure we will because we'll played with some of the developer toys and different things. But at least all the devices have been announced and now we have the aftermath to deal with. Thank you for joining and have a great evening and an amazing rest of your week and a weekend. Thanks.